0: Good morning, Sun Valley Church, and welcome back to The Voice of the Valley. I'm Jeremy Pinch, and across the table from me, I have Rick Whitmer, Pastor Rick Whitmer. Um, Rick, it's been a long time.
1: It has been. The the podcast got COVID, it, <laughs> and it was in quarantine. <laughs> but, yeah. But it is back
0: that's yes it had covid we were in quarantine um and it stayed in covid quarantine for longer than anticipated longer uh but we're back Mm -hmm. we're back we're here
1: and we're here to stay and we're ready yeah why were we gone so long
0: uh we were in a little bit of a hiatus yeah not not sure what what was what was next what was going on um Holidays, happen. Holidays happened? Holidays happened. Do you have a good um, Christmas? Elections happened. Uh,
1: oh, they happened so much.
0: The new year began. The riot, we were, the riot came. It, exactly. The
1: riot went. The impeachment happened again.
0: There, again. Um, so it was just just so much stuff going on. A lot of stuff. But we're back. It's a new year. It, it's a new year. <laughs> Thank the Lord. It's a new year. Yes, sir. Um. But we're back, and we're here to talk theology. But we, you asked me about my Christmas. Yeah. Uh, my Christmas was was good. Yeah, we had a good Christmas. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing too. Stayed in town. Well, we stayed in town.
1: What was your favorite Christmas present?
0: I got a I got a cool national parks book from my from my wife. And uh, it has a lot of details on the national parks. That's really cool. Um, we got a Roomba. <laughs> um, Roombas are awesome. So that was a that was something that I got Katie, but it turned out to be more of a gift for myself. You put your iPhone on it. Yeah, yeah, DJ Roomba. DJ goes. Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. We uh, have spent many hours watching that thing. I, I shouldn't say hours, because then no, you know that would is. be a <laughs> <laughs> you know it is You're
1: like it's amazing. It saves us so much time. <laughs> wow, we have spent a lot of time watching it. save us time. Yeah,
0: I want one. I don't have one. You should get one because okay. they're they're entertaining.
1: All right. Good. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah. yeah. How about you? How was your Christmas? It was great. My parents came up. Uh, we got my dad a hose. <laughs> for Christmas, this really cool, it's a pretty cool hose. But when my wife told me what we were getting for him, because it was like the only thing on his list, um, yeah, albeit it is a cool hose, but I did say to her, <laughs> I said, honey, I, I I don't want to get old. Like, this is if this is what it's come to, you know. And to be fair, my dad's not old, he, yeah. he just turned 60, yeah. But, um, yeah, he got a hose,
0: he got a hose
1: anyway. Yeah, God's been so gracious. Yeah. Um, Really had a great Advent Christmas season, uh, fruitful meditation on the incarnation, um, which is like the depths of theology. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we got into some, as a church, I think we looked at some deep truths about the incarnation, the two natures of Christ, and it's, it, I can't wait till we get to that uh, on the podcast as we work our way through theology. Yeah,
0: this yeah, coming definitely. year, definitely. Yeah, well, it's it's a new year, uh, new beginnings as we like to say, although we're already halfway through February. Um, But you have a prayer that you want to pray for the people to kick off 2021 on the Voice of the Valley.
1: Yeah, what we're doing, um, is it okay if I tell them what we're doing? Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're going to be working bit by bit through our statement of faith, Um, just kind of in an informal conversational way. We're going to be looking at what we believe as a church. And uh, we're going to, after I pray here, we're going to get into the reasons for that. We're going to be talking about today, why theology? Question mark. Yeah. Why theology? But um, I've been really appreciating a resource, uh, a very old resource that has been updated in the past 10 or 11 years. Um, Matthew Henry's Method for Prayer was Mm -hmm. completely revised by um, Professor O. Palmer Robertson. He teaches theology, I believe, in Africa. Um, He was, um, I think, yeah, he's from the Presbyterian Church, and he revised this work, and it's called, now it's called, A Way to Pray. And the whole book, it's so unique among all prayer books, because the whole book Matthew Henry wrote, um, just from Scripture, every single prayer is simply Scripture turned into prayer. Hmm. Which, if you remember um, Pastor John preaching about a month ago or so, he talked about, um, the benefit of enriching your prayer life by praying scripture. And this book is that, um, and at the end of every single prayer is the scriptures from which that prayer was drawn. And so I'm going to pray together, um, one of the prayers based on, um, that phrase from the Lord's prayer, uh, hallowed be your name. Hmm. And so we'll just this just seems an appropriate way to commit this year, our podcast as we everything we want to do is to hallow the name of God and make Him known. So this is a prayer that's going to be drawn from several scriptures from Psalms, um, John 15, Jeremiah 13, 1 Peter 2, Isaiah 29, and Ephesians 1. And so I'm just going to pray this for us and we'll commit our time to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Father, we ask that you would let us glory in your holy name that you'd let our hearts rejoice because we've trusted in your holy name. Let us always give thanks and triumph in your praise. Enable us to glorify your name forevermore by praising you with all our hearts. Let us glorify you, our Heavenly Father, by bringing forth much fruit. May we have the privilege of being your people, that we may promote your fame, your praise, and your glory. As a people uniquely possessed by the Lord, let us show forth the praises of you who have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Let it be clear to all that we are your children, the work of your hands, because we sanctify your name as the Holy One of Jacob. Let it be known that we fear the God of Israel, so that we may be to the praise of your glory. So, Father, we commit our conversation to you and pray that you would enrich our listeners, that you would build up Sun Valley Church in the strength, knowledge, and grace of Jesus, and that as we continue through our uncertain times, we would do so with the confidence of our certain God. And it's in Christ alone that we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. So, Rick, through 2020, you were reading a small little book called Biblical Doctrine um, by... (laughs) John MacArthur, yeah, and uh, if somebody else. Richard Mayhew, Richard Mayhew, yeah. Um, now that's obviously not a little book; that's over a thousand. I use it as a self-defense weapon. Yeah, you do. You
1: throw it at somebody, and they will die. You've <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: huge. <laughs> um, yeah, but you've been you've been reading through that over the last year. You're almost you're almost finished. Yeah, i finished it this month. Yeah, that's exciting. On the eschatology chapter. There you go. There you go. It's been really,
1: really helpful. Um, just, you know, you, you study something in theology, you know, years ago, and, and then you realize the next time you have a conversation about it, what in the world? I know I know what I believe, but how did I get there again? Yeah. You know, and uh, that particular book is, I find it to be very helpful because uh, there, there are many systematic theologies, and many of them are wonderful, mm-hmm. um, but... Not all of them, you don't end up agreeing with everything in every single one of them. Right. And as a church, um, for all the diversity of viewpoints that are represented within our church membership on various points of doctrine, um, as a church, we have a statement of faith, right? And this particular systematic theology, biblical doctrine, um, by MacArthur and Mayhew, is the only contemporary systematic theology of which I'm aware that line for line is in full agreement with our, our church's statement of faith. Hmm. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, and so that's one of the reasons I was reading through it is just to, to shore up and always be, I just try to always be reading something that's going to help me, um, continue to grasp the truths of God's word yeah. and keep fresh.
0: Yeah. What's well, been, uh, what's been one thing that as you're reading through that book that has stood out above the rest as you're reminded of these different different uh, doctrines. Um, yeah, I think
1: that given you know we just talked about Christmas a second ago and the incarnation. Um, when you look back at the the ways that the church has had to confront heresy, mm-hmm. um, the church wrestled with different um, doctrines over time, and oftentimes in response to teachers teaching wrongly about these things and sometimes to the point of where it was heresy Hmm. to where where it was gospel compromising or compromising who god is and so the church dealt in the early centuries with um the doctrine of the trinity you know one god and three persons which is foundational to every other christian doctrine yeah um then went on to really wrestle through the the two natures of christ and we have our our christology you know with the arian controversy and whatnot um, and, and almost all the heresies that are still current today are going to be either Trinitarian heresies or Christological heresies. Yeah. And, and so I think, um, the book really was helpful in thinking through the nuances of what the Bible teaches on God as Trinity and the natures of Christ. And so the person of Christ, yeah. I, I really appreciated that, um, so I'd say that has stood out to me. Yeah. Partly because I've been thinking about that, you know, in December in particular.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now y- you hinted at all these heresies that have, um, cropped up because of a uh, bad theology. Mm-hmm. So why, why is theology important? Right. We hear that phrase yeah. theology matters. Yeah, it
1: does. I have a sweatshirt that says it.
0: Yeah. Um, did you coin that phrase?
1: I don't, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, I paid far too much money for the sweatshirt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't pay anything for it. It was a gift.
0: <laughs> but theology matters. Um, so why why uh, why is it such a big deal here at Sun Valley Church? It seems like it seems like we we go into great depths to to um, work through doctrines, study doctrines, promote doctrines that are Christ glorifying, God honoring. Um, why is it so important for our faith?
1: Yeah. Um, ba- okay, so I think latching on to that last word of your question, faith, um, you mentioned our faith. <clears throat> there's two different ways that the Bible, there's at least two different ways that the Bible talks about faith. One of them is, is the subjective personal faith that we all have. You know, every single person who is in Christ has faith in Christ alone. That is your personal faith acceptance, ag- acknowledgement, acceptance, and embrace of the truths of who God is and what he's done to save you as a sinner. And it's your personal trust in his son alone for your salvation. That's your faith. Yeah. But there's this other sense, which we could call the, the capital F faith, which is referred to as the faith. And that's the sense in which I think you're using, you know, the phrase our faith. Mm-hmm. You know, we as a church, we have a faith. It's it's the truths of the Christian faith that we confess. Um, and the reason that theology is so central to our faith is because without it, we wouldn't have either the faith or saving personal faith. Hmm. And so really, everything comes back to theology. Um, that's not a very... Um, <sighs> exciting thing for a lot of people to hear a lot of people hear something like that and they go oh my goodness um, my brain just if I just follow that to its end it's, it's just going to explode and it's going to be you know I'm going to lose all the joy out of my Christianity right, right. you know G.K. Chesterton said you know theology is simply that part of religion that requires brains yeah Yeah, (laughs) and a lot of people simply equate theology with the brain, and that's it. And they don't think it has any real practical value, and so it gets diminished for a lot of people. And yet, when we look at Scripture, we see that nothing can be further from the truth. Yeah, theology is the is the fertile soil from which a godly life springs up. The more robust our theology, the more God intends for us to be holy. The more deep our theology, the more joyful God intends for us to be Hmm. in our, in our Sun Valley Mission Society that was recently started is reading through a book called A Vision for Missions. And the whole point of that book is to, is to, to say that, um, missions should happen one, because God is worthy of being known among the nations. Mm-hmm. Malachi 1, you know, my name will be great among the nations. The glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters covers the sea, you know, as they cover the sea. Well, what is that? That That's the spread of theology about true knowledge of who God is, yeah. because who he is, theology, is good news. Yeah. That's that's good news. It's who God is for us. Yeah. And then the second thing he says in there is that... um those who know the most about God are the most responsible for making him known. Hmm. And so we, we as a church believe that the more robust we are in affirming and understanding what the Bible teaches, the more um, evangelistic we ought to be, the more committed to the Great Commission, the more joyful, the more loving, the yeah. more practical in how we serve. Yeah. So that's, that's in a nutshell, why it's so important.
0: Yeah. When I was in high school, um, I don't know if I've told you this story, Rick, or not, uh, but when I was in high school, so I went to Riverside Christian School, um, and we had a, a Bible course when I was like a junior or senior or something like that. And uh, part of this course, we would go and uh, our our teacher printed off all the Statement of faiths from all the churches of, you know, our churches that we attended. Those those who were in the class, he printed off the statement of face of those churches. So we had you know, Foursquare, we had, yeah. you know, Stone Church, we had Sun Valley Church, we had West Side, we had, you know, all all yeah. the churches in the valley basically. Right. Um, and we would we would go through point by point, reading through the statement of faith of each church. <laughs> you know, and there was, there was a couple, that, you know, one or two pages. Most of them were about that length. Yeah. And then we get to Sun Valleys, and it's like 25 pages. <laughs> and I just, I felt so guilty in that moment. Like, just this weight of shame coming like, down. On, as my, all the shame. <laughs> as, as the classmates <laughs> are looking at me semester. like, what are you doing, man? Why do
1: you go to that church? <laughs> the end was in sight
0: <laughs> but you know as as you work through our statement of faith i'm i'm looking at it right now i mean yeah. it's just i'm it's it is 10 full single page 12 point <laughs> times new roman it's an infinite pages. scroll on this the website true. just mm-hmm. it just keeps going um but we we cover a lot of things within our statement of faith yeah this is true is are all of those items within our statement of faith um necessary to align with uh to be saved, first of all, and secondly, to have you know a vibrant, deep theological faith.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, that one comes up in basics class sometimes. Like, to what extent do I have to agree with these ten single spaced you know, single space pages in order to be part of Sun Valley Church? And to, and to answer your first question directly, is it important to agree with all of it to be saved? Absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. And, and not because it's not all important. Um, but because, um, the, the boundaries of the faith are the gospel, Mm -hmm. right? The Philippian jailer asks Paul and Silas, the night that God opens the prisons with an earthquake, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they didn't get into a 10 page exposition of doctrine. Mm -hmm. They said, repent and believe. Mm Mm-hmm. You must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Jesus came into um his public ministry in Mark chapter one and verse fifteen. he says, uh, what does he proclaim? He says, "The kingdom of God is at hand. repent and believe in the gospel yeah. and so you know at Sun Valley Church, the way we think about membership like is you need to agree with the you need to agree with the gospel. you need to agree with who God is." and you need to embrace the scriptures. And so basically we we boil it down and say you need to confess full agreement with the apostles creed. This is what the the faith at bare minimum has has been recognized to be by all who come to Christ by faith. Yeah. Um you need to believe that salvation is by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. That that he is the son of the Holy one before whom we are all guilty and worthy of condemnation, Mm -hmm. that he is the eternal son of God who in time became man and lived the perfect life that we did not. Mm -hmm. And who in our place as our substitute on the cross died the death under God's wrath that we deserve, Mm -hmm. who made an end of all our sins, who, who, whose finished work was evidenced by his resurrection from the dead bodily that he ascended to heaven, he's seated at the right hand of God, and that he's returning once again to judge the living and the dead. And that the goodness of who Christ is for us um, as the Son of God, um, the second member of the Trinity, mm-hmm. becomes good news for us as we turn away from our sins and repentance toward God by faith in Jesus alone. Yeah. That's what someone needs to embrace to be saved. Yeah. And the person who is united to Christ by that faith um, will walk with him forever and will grow in their understanding of doctrine for a lifetime. And not all Christians end up, probably, most Christians in the world probably, you know, I know do not end up growing into an understanding of the Sun Valley Church statement of faith line by line. <laughs> there's a, there's broad divergence within different areas of doctrine, which is going to come out over the course of the year as we're going through our statement of faith on this podcast. Sure. Um, What was your second question? You said, do you need to believe it all to be saved?
0: No. Yes. Um, (laughs) Now I I don't know. I can't. But is it important?
1: (laughs) But I'd say, yeah, it's important. Not, not to necessarily (laughs) be in full agreement with our (laughs) statement of faith, but all of our statement of faith is important. Yeah. And that's because we believe what Paul says. In um, in Second Timothy, yeah, in Second Timothy three sixteen, he says all Scripture, which I mean, isn't that where we get all of our doctrine? I
0: scripture? believe. I believe so. Yeah, I believe that's where it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, from Genesis to Revelation, right? That's where the doctrine comes from. If it doesn't come from there, then we we're off base. Well, and...
0: according to our, uh... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, finish that sentence. Um. Yeah, no, according to our uh, our statement of faith, faith, we believe that the uh, Bible is God's written revelation to man, and thus the 66 books of the Bible given to us by the Holy Spirit constitute the plenary Word of God.
1: Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's really great. <laughs> yeah. And all of it, right, all Scripture it says is breathed out by God and is profitable. So just stop there. That's why all of it's important. Mm-hmm. It's because True doctrine can only be drawn from what God has decided to write for us. Yeah. And all of it is profitable. So there's no such thing as practical theology. I just was listening to some guys, you know, chat about theology on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. And they were saying this is one of the greatest myths about theology is that, that there is such a thing as practical theology. No, mm-hmm. it's all practical. Mm-hmm. There is no m- minute doctrine that is insignificant. Mm-hmm some of it's way more detailed than others and some of it we have to really do some deep thinking and prayer to understand what practical impact does this make right but all of it is by god for us to understand so that we would be able to teach give reproof correction and here's the pr- here's practical theology training in righteousness yeah the most minute doctrine that people don't give a thought to is intended by God so that we would be like Jesus. Yeah, so that's why we care about theology.
0: So theology matters. you I think you've you've proven that point. Um, and the higher the theology, would you say, Rick, the higher the theology, should it create a, a more vibrant Christianity? Oh yeah right like oh, so <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> underline that's the pa- that's the pattern of the epistles okay i'm gonna i'm gonna quiz you what is <laughs> what if you had to say what is the most theologically robust exposition of the gospel in the new testament ooh which epistle romans there you go Romans 16 chapters the first 11 of which gets into deep gospel doctrine
0: what what would you say yours is
1: i was going to say romans okay <laughs> yeah no i was going to say romans um and and there's this word this transition word at the beginning of chapter 12 do you remember what the transition word is
0: i'm going to go with therefore
1: yeah it's therefore man you you're on it um it's therefore And the therefore is there for the purpose of telling us that all of this doctrine that spans from the radical depravity of man through the substitutionary work of Christ to God's future plans for the nation of Israel and how the Gentiles are grafted in and what's the relationship between the church and Israel. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff Mm -hmm. is therefore that we would be renewed in our minds, growing like Christ, um, it impacts how we think, it results in how we think about government, Romans chapter 13, how we deal with weaker brothers in the church, chapter 14, how we love one another, counsel one another, all of it is flowing out of theology.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. So uh, so when somebody says that, I, I don't want theology, just give me Jesus, what would be your response to something like that?
1: Which Jesus? <laughs> is it Jesus Christ let, let's have that conversation. Yeah, like, let's say you're the guy who just asked that. Yeah. So, which well, Jesus? Yeah. Is, it, it, do you it, mean Jesus Christ? Yes. Okay, you just did theology. Yeah. Christ is the Greek equivalent for the Hebrew Messiah, mm-hmm. the anointed one. You have just confessed that that Jesus, this man who walked in, in Palestine 2,000 years ago, is the eternal promised, prophesied son of God, Born of a virgin, um, born in Bethlehem, who would take the sins of his pit, pe- like you you can't even say Jesus Christ without being very theological right and so that's why that's kind of a meaningless objection
0: right right so you can you can take that and help someone so if someone does come up and say something like that to you, you can actually guide them along and and help them recognize that actually we are we are discussing theology when we talk about Jesus, oh yeah. When we mention his name, we're, we're talking theology.
1: Oh, absolutely. In fact, you can't not do theology. Yeah. Not just when you're talking about Jesus, but just when you live. Yeah. Everybody, you know, agnosticism, this, this idea of, well, I just don't know. You know, the agnostics, they don't know what is true and what's not. Mm-hmm. But there's no such thing as practical agnosticism. Mm-hmm. The moment somebody, the moment an agnostic makes a decision in their life, they're acting as if there's something that's true. So there is no true agnosticism. Every single person is theological. The question is, where's their theology coming from? How intentional are they about it? And what will the result be? But every single person's life is based on their theology. Yeah. Even if they wouldn't even if they've never read a page of the most simple theology book at all. Yeah. Everybody's doing it.
0: Yeah.
1: And the result is like you said, a more robust Christianity. And I would say the highest result is if we're actually being faithful to the theology that scripture teaches, it doesn't stay in the head. It saturates the heart. Right. That's God's intention, which is why sometimes one of our elders, Dennis Smith, will say, um, orthodoxy, which is right belief, results in doxology. I think that's what he says. And that's exactly what Paul... This is, this is how Paul sums up those 11 chapters of gospel doctrine in Romans. Mm-hmm. He says, Oh, for the, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be glory forever. Amen. Mm. That's doxology. That's where theology ends up. Yeah. And so if we're thinking theologically and we're not ending up there, the problem is not that we've been too theological is that we have the, the fault is with us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, as we grow in our theology and we'll we'll end on this this last point here, Rick <clears throat> but as we grow in our as we grow in our theology uh there is the um that all, that 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 sin that kind of follows close behind of pride mm, yep right I've heard so, of it, yeah. <laughs> So so as we grow in our theology we we can become more prideful and look down on other people who have more of a shallow theology. How do we how do we guard against that and how do we love our brothers and sisters who who may have a more shallow theology and encourage them to grow deeper in in Christ?
1: Yeah, how so how do we guard against pride and how do we encourage those who
0: how do we lovingly how yeah. do we lovingly guide them along?
1: Yeah, um, you know pride is pride is one of those things that we don't have to learn. You know we don't have to study we don't have to study theology to get it. Um, the person who says, "I don't study theology, I just I seek the, I seek the Lord. I seek to know him better. I worship him. Um, that's a prideful person because they're they're arbitrarily deciding that they don't need what God has commanded them to pursue. Right. Right, God's commanded us to know him. So God's commanded us to do theology. Yeah. So there's that error, is there's this false humility that can come with it. But then on the opposite side the one that you're touching on, um knowledge puffs up. Paul says. Yeah. You know, he says at 1 Corinthians 13 knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Yeah. And so you know, it's our Human nature, our our radical depravity, that takes what is meant to build others up and turn it inward on ourselves, in pride. Um, and so, if love builds up while knowledge puffs up, the the answer is not don't pursue knowledge. It's pursue knowledge rightly, and that is with humility, um, which requires prayerfulness. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, in, in James four. He says, hey, what causes fights and what, I quote this to my kids all the time, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Pride is one of our passions at war within us. Mm -hmm. And so where he goes with it is in chapter four in verse eight, he says, draw near to God, Mm -hmm. draw near to God. um, And he will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. And so one way that we safeguard against being prideful as we study theology is to be prayerful as we study theology. Yeah. And that's where something like Matthew Henry's scripture prayers become so helpful. Because if you're using the same scriptures to pray as well as to study theology, yeah. well then that, that is God's built-in mechanism to guard against pride. Yeah. And remembering what Paul said to the Corinthians, he's like, what do you have that you did not receive? And if you've received it, why do you act as if it it was yours to begin with? Hmm. That's a paraphrase. And so if you have any theological knowledge at all, recognize it is in spite of you. Um, Right. It is not because of you. Right. It's God's gift to you. He says in 1 Corinthians 2 that the spirit is the one who knows the mind of God. And only the spiritual person, the person who has been made alive by the Holy Spirit, which isn't something we sought, it's something he did, is the only one who can understand spiritual things. Yeah. And then we can speak encouragement with the scriptures to encourage one another. That's how we can do it. We can offer to read um, an accessible theology book with somebody in our life that we want to grow to understand the things that has changed our lives. Yeah. So we could do that too. Yeah. You know, and I'd, I would just encourage anybody who's listening who's for, for them, <laughs> the idea of studying theology is just so daunting. Um, they're, you, you do not need to read a systematic theology book ever, like, in order to do theology. There are so many books that are written by faithful pastors and, and teachers um, meant so that the youngest child of God... Um, and i'm not just talking about age i'm talking about maturity yeah, you know right. if someone comes to faith at 70 and has no theological knowledge at all god intends for them to know him just as much as he intends for the you know the phd professor yeah and so you know asking your pastors for or or a christian friend what are some good resources that you know of that that take these deep things and make it really accessible there's there's so many, and I'm so grateful, yeah we live in a great age,
0: yeah, yeah, I as you were talking I I forgot who said it, maybe it was vody Baham, or he's paraphrasing somebody else, I don't know, but <laughs> he's paraphrasing I'm paraphrasing somebody who's paraphrasing who's, yeah you know, it's always reliable yeah <laughs> what, did Votie, what, did, what 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 did Vodi say? I want to know. Okay, um, no, but he's talking about he's talking about ref, reformed theology, right? Yeah. He's and you know if if we're truly reformed and we understand the state that we were in and the state that we are in now because of what Christ has accomplished in us, we should be actually the most humble people mm. on planet Earth. This is true, right? Yeah, because absolutely. we we truly understand the state of our our nature beforehand. Oh yeah, and and um. Yeah, I, I thought that was that was a wonderful paraphrase of a paraphrase. Uh but describing how, how our high theology actually should should humble us to be some of the most genuinely loving, kind hearted people as we try to help other people. That's
1: so true. Man, we need to keep reminding us of that as we go through our statement of faith. Yeah. Um and and, and we'll talk about other things along the way. You know, I'm sure that we'll hit it you know, some of the current events that are going on are just different stuff. Cause the theology is meant to help us think about all of life, yeah. right? If it's profitable for all of life, that yeah. the man of God may be complete, then nothing's off the table. Yeah. yeah. Now you mentioned Vodhi I just want to ask if you're listening, if you would just pray for him right now, <clears throat> something that has happened in the past week. Uh, he's a, he's a, the Dean of uh, African Christian university in Zambia. And uh, he finished his preaching tour um, just within the past couple of weeks, the, the longest winter preaching tour of his life. Um, and he just thought he was tired, but it turns out he's in full-blown heart failure and trying to get back to Texas too. Um, and I think he's probably in Texas like right now and just got back um, because it's a dire situation. Mm-hmm. So he's just asking for prayer, for healing, for wisdom for his doctors, grace for his kids who are very scared and that they would be a faithful testimony of everything that he's devoted his whole life adult life to preaching. Yeah. So be praying for, um, Bacham and Bridget, his wife.
0: Yeah. Well, Rick, I think that is, uh, where we're finishing today. And next week we're gonna, we're gonna dive into our, uh, our statement of faith. It'll be a good time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We might even have another person at the table. Possibly. We don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I don't want to say anything else. We'll see. Maybe he's been here the whole time. I don't know.
0: I know it'll be encouraging for me to be reminded of of what we believe here at this church and grow deeper in our walk with the Lord. So we look forward to being with you, church, next week on The Voice of the Valley and this coming Sunday uh, for church.
1: Mm. (laughs) So good.
0: Have a great day.